Warning, the following podcast show that you're about to listen to will include explicit language and content in which you, the members of the audience, may find offensive. Audience discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of the Kim Wang Podcast Experience. Yeah, boy. Where anything and everything is a subject matter on the show and no subject matter is ever taboo. Damn, that's what's up with you. And now, your host with the most, Mr. Kim Wang. Bro, am I getting paid for this? Hello, everybody. How the heck are you? Um, this is your boy, Kim Huang, the Asian sensation, rocking out another episode that is the Kim Huang Podcast Experience. And I am here in the booth. I've got the microphone in hand. We are in the Asian Sensation Studios in the greater Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. And I just hope that you guys are feeling good, that you're well, that things are, you know, in a good direction, in a positive direction. Going forward, using that energy to trend forward and all that good jazz. And, you know, I'm feeling, you know, as good as you can get, you know. So I'm not feeling any sorts of bad. I'm just motivated and I'm here and I'm in the booth and I'm ready to go. And this is such a good episode that I'm going to do. And it's lovely. It's lovely. You know, I came in a little bit earlier today, um, earlier than usual. Bumped into Hector, and we actually got a little bit of a powwow, and it was great. Um, we actually hung out a little bit. We actually got like a cup of coffee. We were talking a little bit about uh, NFL football and about the playoffs. Um, we ended up actually going to the taco truck and actually bringing some tacos back here in the studio. And we were just eating and hanging out and having a good time, man. He, you know, it was great. Um, although. Here's the thing. When it comes to football and sports in general, um, you know, Hector and I, we do like to banter a lot. We do. We like to go a little bit back and forth and talk about our stuff and what we believe in and so forth. Uh, there are some similarities that do work. I will admit this, you know, because, you know, we have some sense of an idea that we can agree with. And it's cool. You know, it's definitely cool. However, you know, there are some times that, you know, we do have our little disagreements and that's fair. You know, that's all in fun. You know, we both had agreed in actually talking that, uh, you know, when it comes to the Super Bowl this year, we do believe that it's going to be a rematch of Super Bowl 47, uh, where it's going to be the San Francisco 49ers will go up against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, this is where we disagree because I believe that the Ravens will take it. Baltimore, you know, it's been a long time, about like 10 or 11 years. Um, so we really want to get another one again. And I feel like with the job that Lamar Jackson has been doing and the more weapons that Baltimore has been able to uh, get for Lamar, uh, this is the reason why, at least in my opinion, the Ravens have been doing so well and that uh, they have a better chance to go ahead and go all the way. I mean, you know, they're already number one in the AFC. As of this moment right now, they have the buys so and they're not even playing in the opening week of the NFL playoffs. Um, so that's good. You know what I mean? Um, plus, they have the best record in the NFL, the whole organization. You know, I, I don't know what more I can tell you. When you're number one, you're pretty much at the top. 
and sometimes it's kind of it's kind of guaranteed that you might. I'm not saying that they will, but it's kind of guaranteed that like wow, you know, maybe they can go t- to at least the Super Bowl. Whether or not if they do or not, whether or not they win it or not is a is a question. You know, that's all in a tax bracket on its own. But Hector, being from California, believes that it's going to be the San Francisco 49ers. Because in the NFC, um, they do have the best record. And like the Ravens, they do have a bye week this week. So, you know, they're also resting as well. They just don't have the best NFL record, you know, like in the whole organization of the NFL. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But... For bragging rights, though, I think that Baltimore may have it in, in that respect. But who knows? Who knows? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know for sure. So, you know, it's all good. All I have to say is, Hector, you know, may the better team win. You know, um, you know, may your 49ers make it to the Super Bowl. And may uh, my Baltimore Ravens that I support make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, it's still early in... It's still early in the game to see, you know, at this point who will advance and all this good stuff as the playoffs just started. So, yeah, we'll just see what happens. We'll we'll, we'll just, you know, keep it locked in. <laughs> you know, who's going to win, Hector or myself? I don't know. We're, we are, we do have a bet. Um, it's not a monetary bet. Um, it's more like a, a, you know, like, you know, loser buys the winner, like, you know, lunch or dinner or something like that. So in that sense, I just hope that, you know, my pride will get me a real good dinner, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. Like I said before, um, this episode's going to be a real good one because it's something that I think that a lot of people um, could possibly relate to, which is that, you know, it's all about creativity. More specifically, I call it creators go and create you know creators go create and i'm really excited about it because as a person that does podcasting as a person that's also an actor i feel like there's a level of creativity involved you know what i mean now what do i mean by the word of creativity and what do i mean about the person that is a creator well you know a creator by the definition of Webster's Dictionary Online, a creator is a person that brings something into existence. You know, that's the actual physical person that, you know, makes it and brings it to reality. Now, to create is just an act of bringing that something into existence. So it's a shorter, you know, definition. Same word, but a little bit short. Now, I want to go ahead and um, discuss it from two points of view, uh, and this is how it's going to work. On one part of it, we'll, uh, first and foremost, we want to let you know that there will be breaks in this uh, episode, so you know that way we can kind of differentiate the two. Also, I do want to go ahead and talk about you know, why creative people don't create on one aspect of it, and then on the other side of the coin, I want to explain a little bit of why creative people do create. Now, I've came up with some ideas, and I came up with a little bit of an explanation, and I will just, you know, go a little bit more elaborate after each, you know, point and sub-point. Um, is it going to be long? I don't know, but uh, I do have five reasons for why creative people don't create, and I do have five reasons to match of why creative people do create. 
So this is going to be quite interesting. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, oh man, you shouldn't even put in, you know, the why the creative people don't create. Well, you know, you have to see it from both sides of the coin, in my opinion. And if you don't see it from both sides, then you never will understand the whole, you know, circumference of the problem. You know, may know just like maybe half a circumference, just like a 180, but you won't understand the full 360. And that's that's the point where I'm going to go ahead and do that today, you know, and hopefully uh, people, you know, I don't want this to have anybody be uninspired by listening to this. I just want to create awareness and understanding and, you know, a motivation, if you will, to just go ahead and push yourself out of the nest and start flapping your wings so that you can fly. You know what I mean? So let's go ahead and get into it. You know, why creative people don't create? Well, there are a lot of reasons why people, uh, creative people don't create, you know, for many reasons. Um, all of them, you know, I, I would think that it's unfortunate. Sometimes it's even a little bit negative. And I feel like, wow, you know, when something like this does happen, yeah, you know, whatever the reason may be, I can understand the reasons why that creative people don't create. So let's go ahead and throw some ideas. They're basically all these ideas are all at random. So we're just going to go for it and et cetera, et cetera. Um, the first thing is that they don't take the first step. You know, they don't, um, they have a leap of faith. You know, they have an idea, but they never execute. You know, it's, it's, it's a classic tale. You know, you, you want to go ahead and do it. You motivate yourself. You have a whole bunch of guidelines and, you know, and blueprints and you think that they're really good. But somehow it just never happens that you don't pull the trigger. When you do that, you just basically delay the, I wouldn't say the inevitable, but you delay the potential of doing something and having it be a great thing and working your way. And you'll never know unless you take that uh, that first step. You know, if you, unless you execute, you never know how the potential could be, right? So I always tell people, you know, if you don't take the first step, you can't blame anybody but yourself. And that's just, you know, that's just being honest. Um, that's not to throw shade at anybody. But, you know, if you want to go somewhere in life, you, you got to take that one step forward and keep on generating each step and each step and each step to a point where like, okay, I was here, but now I'm here. That's progress. That is progress. So, you know, that's what it is right there. Another uh, another point and another reason that creative people don't create is that they do not believe in their abilities, especially themselves. You know, creators believe that, you know, what got them to this point or whatever point is just simply not enough. And unfortunately, that's one of those things where, like, you know, you you are an artist, you know, no matter what kind of art that you do. And you're always, you know, doing things and it gets you somewhere at some moment in time. And, you know, it's gotten you to a point where at least you're here rather than here right but if you don't believe 
in the abilities and the knowledge that got you there and it's not enough, then there's no way in the world you can reach your goals and the aspirations of where you want to be. It's just that simple. It's one of those things where like, well, you know, this stuff that I did, I mean, yeah, you know, I got there for that. And, you know, it's it's great that, you know, I got at least here. But there's got to be more to it than that. And if there's more to it than that, then I don't know if I'm able to, you know, generate enough motivation to get me further where I need to be. It's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Um, another reason why creative people don't create, you keep creating, right? But you constantly make mistakes. Like example... I could be working on a art piece, right? And I have an empty canvas. And somehow, you know, I make a kind of a weird mistake. And then I just look at it and I'm like, wait a minute, this color scheme ex was not exactly how I planned. Or, you know, why doesn't this look right? What What's going on here? And then all of a sudden, you know, you get easily discouraged. Um, does this happen? Yes. Um... You know, and it happens to other people like, you know, maybe you're a musician and you're working on, you know, a musical beat on your guitar. And somehow when you hit that rift and you hit a certain note and it sounds wrong, you're just kind of disgusted because you're just like thinking uh, more like, hey, this is not what I envisioned that this sound was going to be like. I had more of this sound. And then when you make those mistakes... Somehow it prevents you to go even further in the creative process because you get a little you get a little frustrated, you know, you're just a little t tweaked off and you're just like, oh, my gosh, you know, this this is terrible. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it, it, it does happen. It, you know, that is unfortunately one of those things where, you know, if you're a perfectionist, you want to stay a perfectionist and the one slight mistake that you make is the drawback of you know wanting to you know get to the success you, because you keep on making these mistakes so you allow these mistakes to kind of take over um which really shouldn't happen but it does um you know bottom line you know it's one of those things where you know trial and error but the the error of the uh of the whole process is taking over Therefore, you feel like you want to throw in the towel and you don't want to create anymore. Happens. It does. Um, people throw shade. That's another reason why people, um, creative people don't create. People throw shade. Basically, they just think that you're not talented. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of critics, a lot of, uh, whether if they're friends family members, if there are people that are like, you know, uh, colleagues or whatnot, they just think that you don't have what it takes. They look at it, they have an idea and they don't share your vision and they think that your vision is not a good vision. You know, they just look at it and they're like, oh my God, what in the world is this? You know, I would have done it like this. I would have done it like that. And, you know, it is kind of cool when we do have like, the support and affirmation of, of of others because it makes us feel good, right? But when you have people throwing shade at you and thinking that, you know, everything that you do is a joke and everything that happens 
with your process is incorrect and it just sucks and it just feels like you really shouldn't have tried you know it does give us a little bit of a you know a dejective feeling and therefore at that point we just don't even have the drive anymore you know creative people just feel like you know what i i just i just can't hear you know i was hoping for one thing i got another thing and that's completely wrong and i feel bad for people that you know go through that motion so yeah you know people who throw shade thinking that you're not talented thinking that you're not worth the you know two pennies and a, a nickel i feel bad you know but that is a valid reason of why creative people don't create Last but not least, I feel like this one is a little bit controversial, but I feel like it is a classic case. And, you know, um, it does have a little bit of validity. But one another reason why people, you know, creative people don't create, and I think uh, uh, this one is, again, this is, just, this is a classic case. This is something that does happen. You know, it's all in your head. You know, creators uh, overthink things, right? Making it uh, complicated uh, more than it needs to be. And that's true. You know, as creators, we do have an expectation. And we do have like a, a sense of a guideline. And we're thinking to ourselves that, you know, we want to do this. We want to do that. And we want to do everything, right? Right. And we expect that to happen. But... You know, then all of a sudden, you know, we were thinking a little bit, you know, more than we really should. Like things are going really well and it's going our way, right? But then we kind of complicate it by asking the what ifs and the what how and why am I doing this and this is this and that is that. And, you know, can we do it this way? Can we do it that way? You know, sometimes when you do that, you know, you're, you tend to kind of ruin the recipe that got you there. You know, it's like saying, for example, that if you're a dessert chef and you always follow the guidelines and the rules of how to make a perfect chocolate cake and it's always consistent every time of like great satisfaction to people who enjoy that chocolate cake, you know, it's a good thing, right? But then what if you actually overthink it? Like, you know, what if I did it this way? What if I used this type of chocolate? What if I used a certain technique? You know what I mean? What if I decided to go controversial and add mayonnaise to chocolate cake? Or if I decided to do um, taking away milk and I decided to go ahead and use cream? What if I decided to take butter away and I decided to put in, you know, butter substitute like margarine spread or something like that? Or even, you know, things like Crisco or something like that. Um, that is a little bit, you know, um, controversial. That is something that unfortunately it does happen because now you're, you're thinking way too much. You know what I mean? You're putting the unnecessary pressure and undue pressure within yourself and you don't really need to do that. And guys, I understand that, you know, you always want to be at your best and so forth. But if you do things that, you know, block the road of success, Sooner or later, you may stop and you will probably tell yourself that it's not worth it anymore. And that's why, you know, sometimes in life, uh, creative people, they have the drive and everything like that. But everything that they do just prevents them to, to go further and they just stop. You know, the buck stops here, the red lights here. They just are uninspired or they just they don't have it anymore. So they stop creating. And I get that. You know, I really do. I, I think it's one of those things where it's very internal. It really is. 
as well as external, you know, but I don't think it's one of those things where, you know, it's the end all be all kind of thing, you know, or at least I believe in my opinion that it shouldn't, but Hey, you know, where there is a will, there is a way, you know, that shouldn't really stop you. But what we're going to do is that we're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to go, we're going to go right back into this in a little bit. We're going to take five. When we come back, we will talk a little bit more. And we will discuss about the reasons of why creative people do create. Once again, why creative people do create. And it's going to be good. And it's going to be fun. And I'm going to be here. And we're going to talk about it. Lots more to come on the Kim Wang Podcast Experience. Stay tuned, folks, because we're just getting this party started. We're just cooking, and we're getting the temperature right so that we're going to enjoy this dish. So stay tuned. I'm on the scene, and you know this, man. What do you get when you have two undercover police detectives that are underestimated who utilize their wit, charm, and skills to outsmart the biggest arms dealer and all of his puppets in the region? Then you get the highly anticipated action comedy film of the century, Miscalculated. That's right. Starring Romel Xavier Morales, Dameron Kirby, and an all-star cast. Now streaming on Tubi, Discovered, and reveal that's R E V E E L, and now available for purchase on Amazon Prime Video. You heard that right. Now available for purchase on Amazon Prime Video. Miscalculated. And now back to the Kim Boy Podcast Experience with your host Kim Boy. Alright everybody, welcome back to the Kim Hoang Podcast Experience. It's been good taking a little bit of a break and just chilling out for a bit over here in the green room area. And, uh, you know, here we are. We're, you know, back at it again. You know, it's, and it's fun. You know, it's really fun. You know, I'm every time that I'm here and every time that I'm sitting in this chair, every time that I have this microphone here and I'm just speaking into it, you know, I'm having a good time. You know, I definitely feel like I'm in my element. I'm in the zone, man. You know, I'm doing my thing that I love to do. Yes, I am an actor. But being a podcaster and talking about this specific um, creative medium, I love it. I really do. It's just amazing. And it's a great transition for actors because we just love to really talk and we like to exercise you know our emotions and dialogue and here we are and here i am and it's great you know it's absolutely great um i definitely will say that it definitely comes with its challenges because it's a different type of um creative medium and it requires different methods to the creativity process but that's the best part of it i believe is just that you know uh, no two arts are ever the same um the method of creativity that you implement in said art are similar in many ways but it's different as well and you got to find a way to kind of like you know intertwine the two together 
you know that's the that's the um the key that's the uh the challenge if you will now a lot of people have asked me a couple of times about you know creativity and the different uh examples of creators you know what you know what kind of people what kind of artists qualify as creators now once again you know creators are you know basically a person that brings something into existence and it comes in many uh disciplines different forms different methods you know what i mean so there's no real you know specific solid thing where it says this person is strictly a creator or this person is strictly a creator this person is strictly a creator but I do have some examples. I do have some written examples. If I do miss some out, I do apologize. I really do. Because I think now these days, um, anything within that definition of a person that brings something to existence um, is a creator in their own right. And, uh, and an artistic creator at that. You know what I mean? But examples that I do have are like people that are painters you know people that paint and go on to uh, a canvas and actually do their thing with painting and actually paint out you know whatever it is that comes into mind uh, we also have you know sketch artists you know people that you know sketch you know different types of you know artwork through different types of methods of creative medium like maybe that they're you know they do portraits or they do you know um, architecture um, art and so forth things of that nature um, animators from way back in the day you know that actually did cartoons and stuff um and even digital animators you know they're they're considered creators right you know they they do their thing there you know making cool cartoon characters and kind of making that into a real life cartoon and bringing it to life and like i said before digital artists you know people that actually do their art digi digitally which is great because, you know, we are in the technological age of, you know, the digitized world. You know, things are more online now. They're not like as old school as they used to be, although there's nothing wrong with the old school. There's not, you know, but digital artists, they're, they're creators. Um, we also have industrial artists, you know, they're creators. You know, they go ahead and bend like different types of like material and this and that and everything and make it into one cohesive piece of art and it's it's really cool you know to see them work and do their thing um a lot of love there a lot of love even with things that i do like podcasters us podcasters we are creators we're artists we're out there doing our thing you know that's that's just that's incredible you know we're who would have thought that you know years ago that you know when we decided to do old school way of recording shows and putting it out on radio um that it wasn't considered art and it wasn't considered a creative thing and now you know you have podcasters all around that are you know sending their stuff out digitally or whatever and what have you and now we're called creatives you know we're called creators we're artists that's amazing going to the digitized world people that actually do tiktok personalities that are just you know doing their thing and having a good time and so forth they're creators you know they're cool if you want to go old school you know musicians whether if you're a singer or if you're in a music band or whatever or if you're actually a, a solo artist that actually just does intro instrumental work you're, you're a creator you know tattoo artists 
You're a creator. You create art on human skin. That's that's respect. <laughs> I don't think I could ever be a tattoo artist because one, I don't have a steady hand for one. Number two, I don't think I have the uh, an idea of what it's like to actually take a machine and put it from you know needle to skin and then make it work. I I I just couldn't do that. I'll leave it to the I'll leave it to the pros. You know what I mean? Even people that are chefs or cooks in the culinary world, you guys are creators. You create art on a plate, and it looks good, smells good. Chances are, it probably tastes good. <laughs> but let me get back to it, guys, because you know I don't want to lose focus. I don't want to, um, you know, get off point. We got to get back on point. Now, on the last segment, I was talking a little bit. I was talking why creative people don't create, right? We're going to talk about the reasons of why creative people do create. Now, this is the more of the positive aspect of things. And again, you know, I have five um, examples and I'll explain a little bit of each of them. I think it's, you know, this one's going to be a little bit more um, pleasant to the ear to those that want to have a little bit more of a, you know, a positive energy, you know, the positive flow. Well, I got that for you. I got that here, you know, in a bottle ready to go ahead and just, you know, administer uh, the, the dosage. Um, and listen, listen to me, I'm talking like I'm a medical doctor, but that is further from the truth. You know, I do have some, um, examples here and I want to talk about it because I think that, you know, although we do, uh, recognize and acknowledge or acknowledge the negative, we have to also acknowledge the positive. So why creative people, why do they create? And I got some answers. Well, number one. And I think that's most important. And once again, um, it's out of order a little bit. So it is what it is. But these are all the answers that I have. So I think the most important reason, number one, of why creative people do create is that uh, creators create art for themselves. They create for the love of the art. No matter if their peers like it or not, which is so true. I mean, you know, as a creator, you know, I, I do create things for people, you know what I mean? And it's there for them. But most importantly, it's for myself because it's what I love to do. You know, whether or not, you know, if it comes out well or if it's a little bit off or it's totally off, it's irrelevant. You know, I think creators really have that passion to go ahead and do it and they want to do it. You know, and if they want to do it, they do it because they love it and they want to do it for themselves because it makes them feel good. And rightfully so. You know what I mean? When we have that moment of creativity and we bring something out to life, all of that time and effort and energy, it went into something. And then when we have it out there for the world to see, that's like our proud achievement. And that's something that we can look at. We can raise our head high. We can raise our fist to the sky and say, yeah, man, we did it. We did it. And that's 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 important. You know, that's very, very important. Um, creative people do create because we're proud. You know, we make things and we're very proud of it. There's a certain pride that we take into what we put out there. You know, every time that we go out there into like an art studio, you know, we always come up with concepts and ideas and we just want to do it because, you know, we're happy to do that. That's something that keeps our passion growing. That's what keeps us alive. 
every time that I'm over here in the studio making uh, content for you guys, making a new episode, I do it because I'm proud of the fact that I'm a podcaster. I'm proud that I love doing it, and I'm proud of the fact that I want to bring it out for you guys to to listen and to have a good time and to be in a place where like, when you listen to my stuff, you're just there and you just feel good and you don't have to worry about all the negative crap that's out there, all the negativity, all the you know dark mumbo jumbo you know what i mean and when i do that and when you're happy with it i'm even more proud than i currently am before coming in but i'm still proud regardless because i'm doing something that i love right and it's very important to be proud of what you do you know because if you're not proud of what you do then why are you doing it me i'm always going to be proud of my creative mediums you know, right here, whether if I'm here on the uh, in the booth, right in the studio, creating content for you guys for the Kim Huang podcast experience, or if, I, if I'm out there on set, you know what I mean, and I'm in a movie and I'm creating like this awesome scene because I'm portraying a role, whether if I'm a good guy, whether if I'm a bad guy, if I'm filming a fighting scene and it requires me to actually show you my physical art, yes, you know, I can do that. You know, and I'm very proud of it. And whatever happens, I know I left it all on the table, and I can be very proud of that. I will, I you know, I walk into whatever that I walk into with my head held high, and I leave the room with my head held high, knowing that I gave everything that I had, my 100%. You know what I mean? That's 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 real facts. That's real facts. Um. This one is very uh, important to me, which is I think that creative people do create because they have support from their peers. You know, having uh, positive words, support, and affirmation from various individuals, uh, whether if they're friends, whether if they're family, whether if it's like coworkers. When they go ahead and they give you their support and they give you positive words and positive feedback, um, it can be a great motivator to create and that can't be further from the truth you know um there are people every day that work hard in their art and they love it and they have the passion for it the passion right in their heart you know to let them let the world know hey this is me this is who i am this is what i do i create and i love to do it and i love to share it with you guys because you know what it's it's something that's important to me and then when people see that and they recognize that and they say, hey, man, you did a great job. I uh, just want to let you know that you guys are just, you know, doing your thing and it's amazing. Or, hey, man, I think that you're doing good. You know, I think that your artwork is uh, amazing and it's just it's touched my soul. Or even how about this? If you're an actor and you guys, you can, um, you know, you can, you know, identify with this because, you know, I am in that field, too. I saw the scene that you were in. And let me tell you something. In this movie, when you did this scene, I thought that you did a really good job. I resonated with it. I felt it. I felt the passion. I felt the the energy. I saw what you had to put out there. And it was amazing, you know. And I just want to say good job. You know, when we hear stuff like that, it is a great motivator. It is like a turbo booster in our car. You know, we already have the gas and we already got the oil and everything and you know, we also have like, uh, you know, proper levels of transmission fluid and everything like that. But when you have that, that turbo booster, that gives us more premium octane and more power to actually go through the journey 
in such a way that, you know, now nothing can stop us. And that's good. That feels great. I love it. I love it and I love it. Um, one, This one right here I do like. Why creative people do create. Well, any artist out there wants to tell a story with their art. That's true. You know, they want to tell a story through the art that they love. No matter what the genre of art, every artist has a story to tell through their medium. And that's so true. Example, if you're a musician, you're composing a song, right? And of course, you know, you want to make sure that everything is, you know, on point with the, the, the musical beat, the melody, um, the sound and everything. Even the lyrics, because the lyrics, you know, you, as a lyricist, you have a story to tell. You are a storyteller. And you want to give a proper storyline about, like, the background of where it came from, what it's all about, you know, what the situation is. And then, you know, after you give out the plot, you want to actually have a, a really good epilogue in the end, you know what I mean? Just like how you would with even with being a script writer for a play or, uh, you know, a movie or even a TV show. You want to tell a story. You know, this is the story of this character. This character does things, you know, every single day. Uh, this character faces a lot of challenges every single day, especially with this, this, and this. But with the help of, you know, X, Y, and Z, and going through the path that, you know, he or she is going through, this is the life that they're living. You know, and I think it's very important that people know the story and Artist wants to tell you a story. The artist wants you to know what it's all about. And you can tell by their art. You know, whether if it's, again, whether if it's through a film, like a, like a full-length movie, if it's, um, you know, a painter trying to paint a story, or, you know, even a you know person that actually does a sketch artist and they actually draw out something and they want you to see it and you just get moved by the physical image of that piece of art whatever it may be they want to tell you a story and they're proud of being a storyteller they want to let you know what it's all about and that's fair you know and i think that every story is cool because it's their own story it doesn't have to be like the same thing all the way around it can be different you know some can have a a happy story some can be um a sad story and some kind of would be in between i guess but there's no right or wrong when it comes to storytelling through their art and that is a good reason why creative people do create now last but certainly not least and i think this one does take the cake why creative people do create it's very simple because they believe in their abilities and they believe in themselves <clears throat> creators believe that their talents are good, that they're willing to take that leap of faith, and rightfully so. You know, you have the the knowledge, you have the skill set, you have the ability, you know, and you believe in yourself. You're coming in into this situation with a positive affirmation in mind, saying, you know what, I, I, I know what I can do, and I believe in what I can do, and it's been proven you know, I can do this. I can do that. Um, I can go ahead and draw this thing on a canvas. I can go ahead and act this, um, you know, part in, in uh, you know, in a scene for some kind of YouTube uh, movie short. You know, I can go ahead and do this fight scene for this movie that 
many might think it's complicated, but I think that if I work through it piece by piece, I can get it done for sure. You know, it's not hard. You know, I've been here before. It's nothing new. So why not? Let's go ahead and take a chance. Let's go ahead and work on it. Let's go ahead and make this happen. And yes, I will get it done without fail and without a shadow of a doubt. Because why? I believe in myself. I think I can do it. I'm just I'm just as good as anybody. If anything, I might have a little bit of an edge because of how confident I feel within myself. So yeah, you know, I mean, if you believe in the talent that got you there and you're willing to take that first step, knowing that whatever happens at the end, it could be bad or good or whatever, then you're on your way. You're on your way to actually making that journey. You're not just a person out there that's just standing in the same spot for hours or for days or for weeks or for years. If you really have that much confidence and if you have, you know, the positive way of thinking and if you do believe in what you do is right there at the top of the class, then you know what chances are? That's why you create. That's why everybody does it. You know, you have the passion inside of you. And again, it's all inside in the heart. You know, you got to have heart. And you got to be willing to go for it. Because if you don't, you're still going to be stuck there in the same place. And you're always going to wonder why. why. Why wonder when you can actually be proactive and say, hey, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be the wonder. I'm going to be the one that does something so cool that when people see it, they recognize it and they acknowledge it. And then they look at me and say, man, you know, he's doing it. He's got great ability or she or she, you know, we got to be fair. You know, it's just not a man's world anymore. It's also a woman's world too. the women share it with the man. It's 50 50, you know, creativity knows no boundaries. It doesn't know um, gender. It doesn't know religion. It doesn't know politics. It doesn't know, um, you know, orientation or anything. Art knows one thing. Creativity. And the quality of people that actually put creativity on the map. By any means. By any, you know, creative medium. Whatever creative people create. That's the bottom line. And if I have to end it in a such of a way, I would say to all of my brothers and sisters that are out there, that are creators, no matter what your medium is, if it's something that you love to do, and if it's your passion, and you know you wake up talking about it and breathing it, and that's all you think about, and it's even more of what you think about when you go to sleep, chances are, that's for you. And keep creating, no matter what people tell you. No matter, you know, what negativity that you hear or what positivity that you hear. You know, if that's inside of you and you want to do that, hey, I just say go for it. As a fellow creator, I'm, I'm proud of all my brothers and sisters. I'm proud of you guys doing your thing. I'm proud of the fact that you guys want to succeed. You know, you want to make something out of it. I salute you 100%. It's cool, you know, and I hope that... Uh, you know, whatever it is that you do, if this, if that's the road, I want to I wanna wish you the best. And I hope that success 
find you in that medium. You know what I mean? That's all. So let me go ahead and take a moment. We're going to cut to a little bit of a commercial. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come right back and we'll finish this up with a few Q&A questions. I'm looking very forward to it. Guys, stay tuned because the Kim Wang podcast experience is on fire. I'll see you in a bit. If you're looking for an art store that has all the goods, then look no further than Plaza Artist Materials and Picture Framing. Why? Because they want to help you find great art supplies so that you can make the art that you love. They offer a huge selection of fine art materials, creative gifts, and custom framing services. They also provide a full range of workshops, classes, and demos in their store locations so artists can connect with each other and try new mediums. So look no further than Plaza Artist Materials and Picture Framing. For more information about locations and what they have to offer, go to plazaart.com. That's once again, that's P-L-A-Z-A-A-R-T dot C-O-M. Plaza Artist Materials and Picture Framing. And now, back to the Kim Hoyne Podcast Experience with your host, Kim Hoyne. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's great to be back. And, you know, we're about to go ahead and uh, close out this awesome episode. Great times. And I just loved every minute of it. And the fact that I'm here uh, actually doing the last part, which is my favorite part, kind of puts me in a bad, bad way just because, you know, when you make episodes and you create episodes, you have fun with it. But, you know, all good things come to an end, unfortunately. But this is a good one. This is a very good one. I'm really excited because, as always, I have the Q&A session, the Q&A forum. And I'm really excited about this. Um, I decided to go ahead and implement recently, you know, some, some Q&A. You know, I just think that we don't really do enough to do that. Uh, we have done things where I've done 21 questions and to say for the record that will still happen at a certain point you know we don't know but that will still be on the format at some points at certain episodes I just felt like for this one you know I wanted to go ahead and answer some questions uh, you know a lot of people have been asking how do I send questions um, you can send the question if you go over to Spotify and go over to our podcast page in Spotify. You can go over and check it out. Um, click on any episode that you want. And you have the option to go ahead and drop a question. Now here's the good part. You don't have to make it public if you want to. You can mark it as private. No one out there in the public will be able to see it. I will be the one that has access to that question. And then I'll just go ahead and fill out the question on like you know a sheet of paper or something like that so that the next time I go ahead and do a Q&A form I will acknowledge that question um, you can also email us at the Kim Hwang podcast experience at gmail.com uh, you can also um, send a tweet through X formerly known as Twitter 
through um, at TKHPC Experience, all in one word, lowercase letters. You tweet me your question, and I'll make sure that it gets acknowledged. Um, I'm really excited for this one. We got this time we have lucky seven, so there are seven questions. Um, I'm really excited about it. It was picked at random. Uh, Hector actually made sure that these questions were the ones that were picked, um, just because he thought that they were pretty good. And knowing me, I just said, yeah, man, let's just go for it. Let's just see what happens. I'm really excited. And um, yeah, you know, I'm ready to go ahead and, and to do it. So without any further delay, we will do the Q&A form. I do have to give you a fair warning, though. If you decide to send me a question, I'm all about it. Usually any question that you have, um, it's open game. The questions that I do not answer are you know, anything that has to do with politics or anything that has to do with religion. If you send me any of those kind of questions, I will automatically disqualify that question and I won't even acknowledge it. You, you know, you pretty much put yourself in a position where, yeah, you know, you screwed yourself more or less because you could have gave me a really good question to ask, you know, for you to ask me a question. Yeah. You, let's say it one more time. You had an opportunity to ask me a question, and you screwed it up by just, you know, asking me questions that I told you not to ask me. You know what I mean? Rules are rules. So don't ask me anything about politics, and hell, don't ask me anything about religion. Not not interested. Not interested. So here we go. The Q and A form. Seven questions, and I'm ready to go. Um, question number one, it asks, I am a local film actor that is trying to make it. I realize that I may not be as talented as my other fellow actors, but I have to try. What are your thoughts on this, and do you have any advice? Isabel from Brooklyn, New York. Yo, BK in the house. What up, Brooklyn? One of my favorite boroughs over in New York, um, or New York City, or whatever. Um, Isabel, you know what? Number one, I think it's amazing and it's awesome that you're trying your knack in acting and you're trying to establish yourself and to do something that you love to do. You know, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength to do something that, you know, is so competitive, you know, and especially in acting, because as you know, um, it's a competitive field, you know, a lot of competition. There's always actors that can do this and can do that. Uh, some actors, you know, get all the glory and some don't. Um, that's just the name of the game, you know what I mean? And rejection's a normal part of that situation. So you have my respect in that. And I think that, um, you know, if you want to keep doing it, go right ahead. You know what I mean? I think there's nobody that can stop you but you. And it's just amazing that... You know, you're willing to, to, you know, go the distance with it. Now, like I said, there's a lot of competition and a lot of rejection in this industry. And it is very harsh sometimes. And it can be cutthroat. And there could be some politics. But, you know, if you keep that in mind, I think that you're going to be okay. So, you know, just keep your head up. Do what you love to do. You know, and just do the best that you can. You know, there's always something out there for everybody in the world of local film. There's always a project that needs to have an actor of some sort. And there's always an opportunity waiting in the wings. 
You know, you just kind of have to do your due diligence of, uh, you know, just doing the best that you can, you know, go through the motions of it, do your research on said projects and the people that are involved. And if it sounds like a good idea, then you should go for it, you know, absolutely with uh, all your heart. And if not, you know, that's okay. You know, just keep at it. Never give up and you're going to do fine. So, um, Isabel, I thank you. Appreciate you. That was a good question. Good question. Question number two. Are there terrible martial arts schools out there? From This question is from Robert of Des Moines, Iowa. I've never been to Iowa. I would like to go there. Um, Robert, you're not wrong. I think that um, that's a good question to ask. There are a lot of good martial arts schools out there. They really are. But... On the other side of the coin, yes, there are terrible martial arts schools out there. Um, I have seen martial arts schools where, you know, the students that just basically lie on the floor and do absolutely nothing. And that's like a Taekwondo school. I've seen martial arts schools where, you know, the teacher or the coach are basically sitting down on their desk and watching anime movies or, you know, movies from Netflix or something. Which I think that's absolutely ridiculous. You know what I mean? There's some students out there that go to these martial arts schools that just walk around and do nothing, and it's like a it's it's like a social hour. You know what I mean? Uh, when I look at a martial arts school, I definitely want to look at a school that has a good program. I want to actually talk to the teachers and the instructors and the masters, and kind of you know get their you know insight about what the school is all about. I want to go ahead and sit down on a class and kind of witness what kind of school it is before I actually invest my money in either being a uh, prospective student or if I'm going to send somebody to that school to train there, you know, what that school can offer the person that I want to send out there as a referral. If it's a good school, then yes, I absolutely will invest my money and enroll and it'll be a good time. Um, if it's a bad school, I'm already going to leave the door before I came in it. You know what I mean? It's just those type of martial arts schools, unfortunately, it's just, it's sad. You know, you're investing your hard-earned money to get a proper martial arts education, to get training, to to absorb the information that needs to be absorbed and absorbed the right way. You know what I mean? So... Why waste money on a martial arts school that's not going to get you anywhere where you can actually invest in a martial arts school that'll get you the results that you want, the training that you want, and the um, just a good feel of how you want to feel in training in a good quality martial arts school. So, Robert, good question. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Ooh, here we go. Question number three. Do you believe in quality or do you believe in quantity? Kyle from San Jose, California. Kyle, very good question. Um, I've said this before many a times. I don't know if I said it in an episode of the Kim Huang Podcast Experience, but I know I've said this in general. And I always say that quality will always beat and defeat quantity it's like saying you can have and i'm going to say the martial arts thing right now you can have 
a lot of martial arts schools that you own within like you know a state like let's say for example if i did live in california and i have a lot of martial arts schools in the state of california that's great you know what i mean that's that's something you know and of course you know each school has to be uh, successful and it's got to make money right sure but that don't mean anything you know you can have a lot of schools and you know it could be a real terrible martial arts school you know the best situation is that if you have something that is of quality because quality lasts for a long time uh, quality has a, a really good reputation and I think quality has a lot more in the end you know it's more feasible it's more durable and you know you want to have something that's that lasts for a long time rather than just having something that's like I have these many schools or you know we have these many likes and whatnot well yeah but you know if there's no quality behind it and if it doesn't stand for something then there's no point so quality over quantity any day of the week my friend that's how I feel um, very good question I really appreciate that man boom there's a air fist pump for you. Bam. Question number four. Ooh, okay. Okay, question number four. I don't have a question, but more of a comment. The last episode that you did with that UK English TikTok personality was pretty cool. And I enjoyed listening a bit about her. I liked the method of how you conducted the interview, and I hope you can give us more of this kind of stuff. Keep up the good work, Rebecca from Olympia, Washington. Um, Rebecca, thank you so much for that compliment. I really do appreciate that. And yeah, that was a fun episode that I had with just Kara of TikTok, or I just call her Kara. Um, yeah, you know, I've interviewed her about three times episode 21 of last season on season two uh, episode 25 in the most recently the new season season three um episode two um and yes it was really cool to really talk to her and to get to know her because um she is such a big personality in the tiktok circuit especially around the uk area but hopefully, you know, going to take the world by storm worldwide. And it's amazing. And just to know a lot about her and her success and what she does and how she does things on her TikTok. Um, you know, and being a TikTok creative, because that's her creative medium, is just amazing. And what really gets me is the fact that she is just so nice and so kind and so giving. You know what I mean? And the fact that she's willing to do that and to give positive affirmations and just give so much love and support for other people and just positivity all around, it just makes me feel like, you know, really, really, just makes me feel really great, you know, and I just love that presentation and I love that mindset and I love the way that she's willing to help out others. I mean, she actually helps out others before she helps herself, which... I do get, I really do, but, you know, I don't want to get too much into that part, you know, because I always believe that it's good to help others, but you need to help yourself first, you know what I mean? Um, that's no 
shade throwing at Kara by any means because, you know, I love what she does and I love what she stands for and I love the, the, the positive messages and affirmations that she uh, gives to everybody that follows her, you know, to all of her followers and, you know, people that subscribe to her on her TikTok and so forth. Um, it's great. And the personas that she plays is just amazing with the Countess Iraq persona and the Ark the Elf persona. Um, de definitely shows her acting chops and her versatility and the fact that she can actually mix it up, do things, blah, 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 blah. It's just awesome. And I definitely want to throw uh, an open invitation to Kara that, you know, if she wants to come back, uh, she's more than welcome to. Um, I definitely would like to invite her back just to do an episode where we're not talking about her, but just talking and having a good time in general. You know, whenever I talk to Kara or anybody that I feel good about, it's like having your best friend that you haven't seen in a long time and you guys are catching up and you guys are chatting it up, you know, you know, shooting the bricks and just really catching up for lost time to see, you know, how each other is doing. That's how I feel, you know, when it comes to engaging with her and having her on my podcast. You know, it's really awesome. So I really hope that we have that uh, opportunity, you know, if for anything, I think it would be cool just to kind of have Kara be more laid back and not have to worry about talking about, you know, what she does on TikTok and her personas and everything. It could just be, you know, Kara and I having a civil conversation and, and, and I hope that we can do that. You know, but um, I'm going to leave that up to her. You know, I really think that she knows that, um, you know, the, the opportunity is available for her. And I think that she knows that, um, you know, the door is open. So there it is. All right. Question number five. You have mentioned in previous episodes that cheap things are not good and good things are not cheap. Why do you say this? And is that still your stance? Chris from Jackson, Mississippi. I've never been to Mississippi. Uh, Chris, you are ex you are absolutely right, sir. I have said that. I've said that many a times that cheap things are not good and good things are not cheap. And the reason why I say that is because to me, through my experiences, it's been proven. You know, I have bought a cheap karate uniform for dirt cheap from like a brand that I don't know about. But I thought, hey, I could just save on the price. And next thing you know, when I wear it, you know, it just rips up two days later, you know. And it's not because of a sizing issue. It's just because of the material um, of, the, of the uniform is absolutely crappy. You know, it's just like, you know, it has no give. It has no durability. You know, it sucks. Um, I've also mentioned before that I bought um, a microphone when I first started podcasting. And I bought it for $30 on Amazon Prime. And I was just trying to save some money. And it worked for about like six months. But thereafter, boom, it was just done. You know what I mean? So... I don't know what more I can say other than that because, you know, when you buy cheap things, I mean, they take shortcuts on the quality of the product, whatever it is that you invent, uh, invest in. For me, you know, I'd rather spend a lot of money on something that's really, really good that I know it's going to last me in the long run. Like example, once again, going back to the microphone thing, I have a Shure MV7 uh, microphone that I use for podcasting. And when I interview people, 
long distance on Zoom. Or if I do some voiceover and I have to record it on my computer. And man, let me tell you something. For two years I've had this microphone going on a third. It is an absolute great microphone that I've worked with. And the one that I feel like will do me justice. Um, I haven't had to spend for another microphone ever again in life. And it's great. You know, it, it does the job and it's wonderful. And that's why I feel like, you know, cheap things are not good and good things are not cheap. I still believe in it. I really do because it hasn't proven me wrong yet. And I feel like if you're the type of person that wants to save a buck, I can understand it to a degree, but at what cost? You know what I mean? If you're going to get something, make sure that it's something that's going to last you a while. You know, don't be afraid to invest in a little more, you know, money of a higher price point. Because nine times out of ten, it guarantees you great quality and great success. That's all I'm going to say. Question number six. Are earning awards and winning awards important? This is from Marie from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um... Let me put it to you like this, Marie. I think it is awesome when you do earn and you do win an award because, you know, your peers actually see that you're worthy enough of that award for whatever reason. And I think it's great because when you do have that award, that does kind of say something about you, you know, and your worth and what you have to offer. So say, for example, that, you know, you're in the culinary field and you are a James Beard award-winning chef. When you have that, you know, award, when you have that accolade, that definitely tells everybody, you know, that you are a professional and you have knowledge in your art and the art of cooking. And in that field, you're really, really good. So obviously that means that when you have that type of accolade, it's great because, you know, that brings the attraction in of having more people wanting to know more about you and possibly going into your restaurants. Is it very important to actually have said awards and accolades? Um, not really. I think it's okay. I think you can still function without it. But if you can earn an award, you know, or win one, I think that's pretty cool. And as long as you if, you, if you did win it, it doesn't matter like what level it was. But let, let's say if you earned third place in something, that's still pretty cool and rad in my opinion because it tells me out of all the number of people, you were like maybe one of the top three. So that's awesome. You know, I, 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 hold, no, um, I, I hold no hate on that. You know what I mean? And I don't think you should too. But if you don't earn an award... Just keep doing your thing. You know, it's all good. You know, awards, they're nice, but, you know, it's just something that does collect dust, you know. So that's all I have to say. Last one, number seven. Do you think it's important to, uh, to be positive and to stay positive? Andy Renee from Hagerstown, Maryland. What? The area code 240 is in the hizzy. Um, yes, I do think it's very important to be positive and to stay positive. Um, it's already bad enough in the world that we have people that are filled with piss and vinegar that have 
a bad attitude in life and always spreads hate or just some kind of you know darkness around the world that just will not allow us to function in life and that's sad you know um everything from you know you can name it like bullies just picking on people because they're different um you know local neighborhood gangs fighting over a turf for what and getting shot at and getting killed people out there defending out in the outside in the uh the country you know getting shot over in wars you know something else that's you know a national thing that's to me i feel like oh you know why, why do we do this to ourselves and i always tell people like it takes less amount of strength to be a nice person and to show love and positivity versus taking all the power that you have in within yourself to go ahead and to be hateful to somebody because why why be a negative person why be hateful you know why be full of piss and vinegar what is that proving for who and for what you know is it to make yourself feel good yeah i mean you know hey i feel great good how how long is that going to last but if you stay positive if you share the positivity and you be positive that will make you feel so much better in the long run for a very long time and without using much strength at all to to make that happen you know what i mean because it's natural you know you want to you want to be a good person you want to actually see the greater side of things you want to actually contribute you know that happy moment you know but it's all up to you to do that you know it all comes from within i can't tell you to do that you know all i can say is that it, there is a better way and that's how i feel so that's it ladies and gentlemen um great questions great episode good times so let's close it <clears throat> find me over on facebook search me under uh the kim huang podcast experience under the search box you'll find me add me follow me that's good uh i got two social media platforms we have um instagram and x formerly known as twitter follow me both at tkhpc experience lowercase letters no punctuations no space marks just put that follow me and i'll follow you back we are on five podcasting platforms we are on spotify spotify for podcasters uh, apple podcasts google podcasts and we have amazon music now do me a favor please like and subscribe to my podcast on all the podcast platforms that are out there yes every single podcasting platform if you got it like my uh, podcast and subscribe to it also if you have spotify please give me a five-star ranking if you have apple podcast uh, also give me a five-star ranking and a positive written review because the more times that we actually get five-star rankings on spotify and the more that we get five-star rankings and positive written reviews on Apple Podcasts, then the more opportunity that we get to create the awareness. Um, the podcast will be thrown in the front lines. People might say, oh my God, I heard about the Kim Huang Podcast Experience because Joy was telling me about this. Yes, go ahead, tune in, listen, like it, subscribe to it, write a great review. We definitely appreciate that. Because love is love. And you know what? Do me a favor. Do this the old school way. 
you know, tell your friends about it, you know, face to face or put it out there on social media. I mean, we got Facebook, we got the Instagram, we got X known as uh, Twitter to those that still believe that it is Twitter. We have TikTok and we have Snapchat. Let people know, you know, and I, and I thank you in advance. Last but not least, if you want to be a special guest, a special guest host, if you have any questions that you would like to ask or a Q&A, provided that it's not religious or that it's not anything that has to do with politics, and or if you have any constructive criticism that you want to go ahead and talk about and shoot an email through, email me, the Kim Wang Podcast Experience at gmail.com. Whatever the subject is, put it under the subject box in the body of the uh, email. Construct that email. And then lastly, just go ahead and, um, you know, set, send uh, that question. You know, let me know. Email it. Send it. I'll get it. And then I'll respond back within like, you know, a day or two because I love proper correspondence. So that's it. You know, guys, it's been fun. I would ask you to please be safe out there because it doesn't do me any good if you make the wrong decisions in life and you basically pass on and get tossed in a wooden pine box and get buried six feet under because we don't want that to happen to you. We want you to be in a good situation where you're living your life, you're in your best life, you're healthy, you're happy, and you're ready to rule the world because you deserve that. And I want you to have that. 24-7, every day, because that's important to me, and it should matter to you. <sighs> but that's all I got. Thank you guys for being here, to be a, you know, listening to my podcast, to give it the much love and support. Um, I do this for you. I, I, I can't function without y'all. You know, as long as you want me to keep doing this, I'll keep on, you know, clanging and banging in the studio, providing more content. I promise you that. That's a promise, you know, because that's what I do. I keep my promise and I keep on doing these podcast episodes and, and I keep on providing whatever it is that you guys need. And just know if you guys ever need anything, I'm always here for you. Just reach out and I'll do the best that I can. So for the one time, for the one time here in the greater Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, in the Asian Sensation Studios. This is your host, Kim Huang, the Asian Sensation, saying thank you so much. I love you guys. God bless y'all. We're going to do it again real soon. All right? I am out. Peace.